Now I would like to speak about a, a series of halachot that have to do with Erev Pesach. Um, it might be a little bit superficial because there are a lot of topics I want to try to, to cover, uh, so you know what to do before Pesach, so it's, you know, it's not as in, in detail as, as, as normally would be. Let's first talk about uh, Bedika Chometz. Okay, the Zman of Bedika is uh, Orli Yudalid, which means, right, the night of the night, the night before the night of Pesach, and most of you won't be here in yeshiva to do a bedika. Now you have a chiyuv to do a bedika in your rooms. For sure, you have a chiyuv to do a bedika in your rooms. And if you're not going to be here on the proper night, so you, what you're supposed to do is do a bedika on the last night that you will be here. Okay, those of you who are going on the Poland trip, as an example, we're talking about on Motzei Shabbos, right after Havdalah, you know, you should do a bedika, but you do a bedika without a bracha. Okay, if you don't do it at the, at the, at the normal time. Just a second, let me get, get through the halacha and then I'll take questions. Um, it's important to organize your room before you do bedika, or if you own a house, to organize the house before you do a bedika. And as if, if it's a the way normal yeshiva rooms look, it's very, very difficult to do a proper bedika. So you want to straighten things out, and um, even if you cleaned your room really, really, really well, you still have a chiyuv to do a bedika, bedika chametz. Okay? Um, now, what are you looking for when you do a bedika? What you look, well, it really, it really comes from the Gemara. The Gemara talks about uh, why, why we bodek, um, and, and the different things were Baldek. And Lamaisa, the Ran comes to the conclusion that the reason why you do a Badika is because maybe you won't be Mavatul Yochamed's Belev Shalim. In other words, the question is if I'm going to do Bitul, I'm going to say Kol Chamir Vachamir, right? Everybody says that after they do Badika at night, and then you say it again in the morning when, um, after or while you're doing the, the uh, B or while you're burning the Chametz, you're supposed to say it twice. But Nikar Din once is enough, and you Mavatel, you make everything Ka'afra Da'ara, everything as though it's dust and, 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 and bottle and, and, and also out of your Rashut. So the question is, why do you have to do a Badika? Just do a Bittle and everything, and you don't need to do a Badika. So the Ran says that the reason is because Chazal Choshesh, there may be people who are not Mavatel Belev Shalim. Okay, and, and as a result, even if they don't actually come across the Chametz on Pesach, they're going to be over in the Yisra Bal Yorabai Matzeh because they didn't do it Belev Shalim, so Chazal instituted uh, the Bedika. According to Tosvot, the Chashash is that you might come to eat Chametz. In other words, let's say you just did a Bittel, and you didn't straighten up your house, and you didn't do really a Bedika, and then you, you came across, uh, I don't know, a bottle of, of beer, Okay, or 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 a pre, uh, you know a bag of pretzels or something like that. And for some reason, you forget it's it's Pesach, and you might start you know eating the uh, eating the chametz on Pesach, and that's why Chazal instituted uh, bedikat chametz. Now these are the reasons. It doesn't really make a difference. Once Chazal instituted bedikat chametz, everybody's chayv on a bedika, but it would be an afkamina as to what you're searching for. You know, how many of you received in the mail a feather? And a wooden spoon. Or your parents received, you never ever saw that one of those packages? You got your feather and your wooden spoon. Like, what are you supposed to do with that feather and wooden spoon? What's the deal with the feather exactly? And the spoon, did anybody ever try sweeping some crumbs onto, onto the spoon? 
There's no way you can't get it. You can't get it in. It's like it's like impossible, right? It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yes, but. It gives the impression as though what you're looking for are little crumbs, and that's why you have the feather. Like it's like such tiny microscopic crumbs that you need some some fine instrument to you know uh, you know sweep it onto the spoon. And if you think about it, according to all Rishonim, if you're talking about something that you wouldn't put into your mouth, let's say a half a pretzel covered with dust underneath your bed, okay, or something that you wouldn't have charata on, you know, as it's not a chashasha, you won't be mivata bleiv shalim. That's not what you're doing bedikah for. You know, it's Bain the coin to Rashi, Bain the coin to Rashi and and and, and Ran and and, and, and Tosfot. On the other hand, you're not doing a bedikah for that. You know, the half fuzzy cookie that's underneath your, your bed. That's not what you're doing bedikah for. You're doing bedikah for things that you might pop in your mouth or have some level of chashivut. So the feather really is useless. You know, you're looking for 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 a package of pretzels or you know. A bag of cookies, or even if it's one cookie in a bag, so then that would be a you know that would be an issue. But it, you know it'd have to be something you would pop in your mouth. So when you're looking, that's also important. It makes it makes doing bedika much much easier if you know that you're not looking for microscopic, um, you know, specks of uh, uh, of dust. Now you're everything and everywhere as long as it's a makom shemachnisim bachametz. In other words, if there are parts of your house. That you never bring chametz to, like your attic, or or the sometimes you know you have uh, housewives or mothers that raise their kids so well that there's a certain area where food's allowed and there's a certain area that food is just you just can't. You know, it's like bring it upstairs to the bedroom is is off limits. It's out. So you you absolutely you can't bring food up there. And no one brings food up there. Then you wouldn't be chayiv to to a bedika upstairs. Unless you know, like once in a while, to slip some chametz into your pocket, then you would be chayv to do all, to be bodek all your pockets. But your bedroom, if if you never eat in your bedroom, you never bring food up there, you wouldn't be chayv to 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 do bedika, unless you had a little brother or sister who have a halachic classification of a weasel. Okay, in other words, weasels are known to bring food everywhere, right? And little kids do that also. So. If you have little kids in the house, then maybe any place that they could reach is also considered a makom shemachnisim b'chametz, and you'd have to do a bedika there. But let's say drawers or things that are bought, you know, that, that they can't reach, you don't have to start checking. If you don't hide your candy in your underwear drawer, so you don't have to check your underwear drawer because chametz can't get there. Okay, but a place that chametz does get, and sometimes people don't realize, is the car and all parts of the car. You know, the seats, underneath the seats, in, in, in the trunk, etc. Uh, those are places that you have to check. Even something like a garage, if you pass through it holding holding chametz, like when you buy stuff, you know, in, in, in the supermarket, and you buy, you know, and you walk through the garage to go upstairs, so you have to do a bidik in the, in the garage as well. Yes, sir? Um, so, real question. Number one, I'm assuming that the little kid principle applies to, even, like, let's say, if you actually have let's say, a mouse infestation. Yes. It's like, you know that you once saw a mouse, it would be necessary to check. No. No. No, you'd have to see. You'd have to have, in the case of the mice, I think you'd have to actually see them run in with some comments. Um, Secondly, uh, let's say, you said you're not actually looking for microscopic crumbs, but let's say you see a half-eaten pretzel covered in dust. 
It's not like you just leave it there. You can, you can if you see it, you should take it, but you, don't, you shouldn't be looking for it. You're not looking for a half a pretzel. And the third thing is us cleaning in our rooms, not the bracha. We can still say, kol chamir, right? It can't hurt. Right. Okay. Yes. Think two questions. Uh, when you say that the, the, if you're no way to bring food into the place, you mean that, let's say you remember bringing food into that place once, you still have to check that whole entire place? No, I think if you have us, if you remember once bringing food into your bedroom, but other than that, you never bring food in there, you don't have to check the entire bedroom. Uh, and the and let's say the distinction, let's say you're only allowed to eat, let's say, cookies and, and cakes and whatnot on the main floor of your house, but on the upper floor of your house, you can eat fruits and vegetables. You don't have that to would also, in other words, again, if it's a makom shem machnisim bachamets, you have to be bodek. If you eat fruits and vegetables up, you know, upstairs in the bedrooms, you wouldn't have to be baldek if that's if you don't bring chametz there. Okay, thank you. Yes, Ben. In a, in a place or in a room where you know that you that there never that you you eat there, there's not a chance that there's be something in a bag there, something still edible there. No, like, if you eat there, you have to do you have to do bedika there. You must do bedika. That's right, and there is, and I, I can tell you many Arab Pesach stories, but not now. Yes. Oh, it's a good question. What if you're leaving, let's say, on Matzah Shabbos, but you have a roommate that, that is going to be leaving closer to Pesach, and he's going to be living in the room. So you should ask him if he could be a shliach to, to check your, 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 your drawer, your shelves, etc., and, and he should do it later. If he doesn't want to, so then you do bedik on your stuff and close it, and then he would have to do bedik on the remaining part of the room. There was a guy one year that did like a service where he actually came back on Yudalid, and people paid him to do bedika. Yes. What? Oh, okay. I was going to get to that in a moment, but since you asked, the minog, not the minog, the, the Gemara mentions about doing a bedika with a candle. To do chipus bener, and it actually makes a whole drush on chipus bener, and therefore, as a purist, I would say it's nice to start when you're making the bracha, when you the first minute or two of doing your bedika, it's nice to do it with some flame, okay? Um, but I personally, after like a minute or two of using a flame, I blow out the flame and then continue with a flashlight, because the flashlight does the job much much better. The idea of the uh, of a small candle is that it helps you almost mentally focus on one spot at a time as you're, as you're being bodek, rather than just standing in a room and looking. So it helps you focus on, on particular areas. The Gemara says that if the ever a person didn't do it at night, and he has to do it in the day, so a, a room like this room with the entire wall is a glass, is, is glass doors, has enough light coming in that you could do a bedika without, without, you know, without a candle. Yes? Um, firstly, in your room... When you, have a, when you have a roommate and you kind of own the room together in a way, um, so do you have to kind of sell your part of the room to the other guy? No selling. There's no selling. You have no right to sell any part of your room in yeshiva. Okay. Because yeshiva is not renting you a room. Yeshiva is giving you a place to sleep. You really don't have balut on your room. But because you are responsible for your room, you're responsible to, for, to do a bedika there. Okay, so, and that brings me that brings me that I'll talk in a moment if I have time. I'll speak about the the mechirat chametz. Remind me to speak about mechirat chametz vis-a-vis that issue. Okay. okay? Um, secondly, um, if using a candle 
has the same problem as using a torch. The Gemara brings up the fact that uh, you're afraid it's going to burn down things. You know, you're afraid it's going to catch fire. Then um, I don't think halach. I don't think you have to start with a candle, but I because a the Gemara mentions really mentions it as chippus. Mamishim does a drasha. Uh, about it. That's number one. Number two, that's how my father, Allah Shalom, and his father and his father's father did it with a candle. So, in the beginning, I always start with a candle. Okay? Yes? Um, how much time, let's say you do, you do your Vedika this most Shabbos, then you go to pull and everything. Um, then, um, then you come out. Come back to your room. Alright, if you're planning, if you're planning on coming back to your room later, then you should do it later. If you don't plan on it, if you don't plan on it, then, then you, don't. That's how it. How much time counts as if you pop into your room and grab something? It sounds like crazy question, but it might actually be true. Like, if you know for sure you're going to be another evening that's closer to Pesach, then you should do it that evening. Okay. If you're gonna, if you're not going to be there in the evening, then you do it the last evening you're going to be there. Avi. You have to ask him. You have to ask him. You, know, you have responsibility in your personal areas, and you also have a joint responsibility in in the area that you share with you with your with your roommate. And you have to look after that responsibility. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Can you organize your room? Let's say like this Thursday. Then then do your bedikas and just like looking around. Um, no. Later on. No. 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 You do the bedikas the very last night. You're going to be there. No, I'm saying. I'm saying. You said you should organize your... You could always keep your room clean. Okay, you're, you're <laughs> say, let's, say, let's say you take out all the chametz out of your room this Thursday. And you clean it and it's spot on clean. Then for Bidika, since you've already cleaned it thoroughly and you've already checked all the crevices, you can just do a, a quick run through. No. Okay. No. You do the same exact Bidika, checking the exact same places that you would have checked even if it wasn't super-duper-duper duper clean. You have to check all the places. It's a makom shamachnisim b'chametz. Even if you yourself went with a toothpick in that drawer and you cleaned it, you know, with, with all kinds of cleaning devices, and you know a thousand percent there's no chametz there, you, because of the takona of chazal, makom shamachnisim b'chametz needs a bedika, you have to do a bedika in that drawer. And under the bed, let's say, like, same thing. If, if under the bed is then yes. If it's not, then you aren't chayv anyway. Whether you cleaned it in, you wouldn't be chayv to check it in any case. The beds aren't, let's say, like, attached to it. No, I forgot my question. Yes. Um, firstly, uh, you didn't speak so much about the bracha. I'm going to speak about it now. And secondly, fine. I think I, I think I should continue, and then if there's questions, we'll ask later. The bracha. So you make a bracha al bir chametz, you make it before you start. And you're not supposed to be mafsik. You're not supposed to talk. Um, uh, you could be helped by all kinds of other people to help you. You don't have to do it yourself. Uh, other people could help you at the, uh, on the start. Now, the reason you know, you're not supposed to uh, talk is because it's like a bichas mitzvah and the finishing of the mitzvah is when you finish, do, you, when you finish doing a bedikah. There are... There, there is a Mordechai uh, mentions uh, also a Sefer Pardes that wouldn't make a bracha until he actually found chametz. And raises the question that maybe the bracha, albir chametz, is finding the chametz, and not the chipus, not the actual look, searching. Now, because of that, so that's where this minhag came, about hiding ten pieces of, of chametz. Somebody else hides the ten pieces of chametz, so that the searcher 
could find chametz in order to be mekayim that uh, that sefer pardes of maybe the brachas on the finding of the chametz. But the vast majority of Rishonim, meaning almost all Rishonim, outside of that, that Morcha and the Paradise, hold that the brachas on, on the Chivas Esad HaShokhanach Paskins. The Gura says one should not do this minig of putting out the ten pieces. It seems that the Gura um, was witness to all kinds of incidents where they put out ten pieces and they only found eight. And try as they might, they couldn't find the other two. And they kind of knew that they had Chomet somewhere in the house. right? And that, that That's like very problematic. You know, so some people like make treasure maps where they mark out exactly where they left it. Um, in any case, the Gros says not to do it. Do I don't do it. I don't do it. So it wasn't easy in the beginning of our marriage. It was a little point of contention because my, my wife comes from a family that they, they did it very religiously and I felt that, you know, the Mishnah of is that's not a chiyuv to do it. It's a minig Yisrael. The kind of Mishnah of kind of gives you the the option to whether you want to do it or you don't want to do it. Okay? Other questions by Vidika before we go on to the next topic? Yes? Two questions. Is the thing that you hide then have to be something right with the, with the Akira? Yes. So you have to hide like a whole cookie? Yes. Okay, and um, when you say one should not talk after they've made the bracha, let's say you're like all three, all, you and your two roommates do it together, you all say the bracha together, and now you're on a search party together. Can you say like, oh, this corner... Of the no, if you're talking, together. yes. If you're talking, l'tzorach b'dik, of course it's not considered a hapsik. All right, I'm going to take all questions later, maybe. <laughs> all right. Uh, next. Now we're going to talk about Hilchot Erev Pesach. And the truth is, I have much more to say and, and, and not that much time to say it in. I mentioned already, um, No, let's erase, erase what I just said. There is a, a, a din that's mentioned, mentioned in Yushalmi that anybody who eats matzah on Erev Pesach is, is keba al-arusato bebeit chamiv. Okay, we're learning ksubis. Right? Um, and basically illustrates that there's a big mitzvah, an incredible mitzvah, the Araita, and by eating, munching on matzah, Erev Pesach, you're kind of like jumping the gun, so to speak. And therefore, the minigah is that you don't eat, uh, you don't eat matzah uh, on Erev Pesach. Now, that's mentioned by the Yushalmi. There's a minig that developed beyond, after Yushalmi, which would be not to, to refrain from eating matzah 15 days before Pesach, meaning from Rosh Chodesh. And some have the minog 30 days before Pesach, meaning from Purim, they, they will refrain from eating uh, matzah. Now, this is an issue more, I mean, this is the minog, but it's quite an issue if you have Shabbos that falls out on Erev Pesach, and you don't want to own real chametz, and you want to somehow eat, eat matzahs, it, 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 it's problematic. Or if uh, for a meal on Erev Pesach, you want to eat something more substantial, like, what do you do? So, there, there's all kinds of machoket, uh, in what form, if you cook it, or fry it, or bake it, what form does a matzah lose its din or, uh, of matzah, such that you would be able to consume it, even on Erev Pesach? Okay, and there, there are a number of uh, different shito like this, but, um, I'll very, just to say very, very quickly, uh, there are those that are cholek, if you, let's say you make a, 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 a matzah male cake, Chocolate cake out of matzah flour. Okay, um, there are a lot of posts going to say that it's the osur of cook says it's osur of Yosef, 
doesn't like Afia, uh, doesn't think that, that baking changes its sort of the, of the matzah enough. The mishabur is matir. Uh, matzah balls, in other words, some, when you're taking this matzah flour and you're cooking it, so um, most hold that it's mutter um, to eat, but until until the 10th hour of the morning, where afterwards you're really not supposed to be kovea suda for other reasons. Matzah balls are good? balls are good up to the 10th hour in the morning. It doesn't... Like, like the 15-day thing, we're not... We're not uh, Correct. Right. So oh, too bad you didn't know that earlier, right? Okay. Anyways, another interesting thing the Ramah mentions, the Ramah says, Yesh no hagim lo lechol maror. Some, some will refrain from eating maror. Um, and the Ramah, the Ramah, I don't think, is talking about a month before Pesach. But, and I wouldn't be surprised if people have that minute even a month before Pesach. So he's talking about Erev Pesach. You don't eat maror. Okay. Now, uh, let's get to the actual Erev Pesach itself. And the Zman Isra Achila. So the Zman Isra Achila is in the, fi- the fifth hour. On a practical level, it starts some, sometime around 8.30, 8.06 or something like that, 8.40. I didn't look up this year, you know, exactly when it is, but you're talking about around that time, 9 o'clock. Because if you want to um, have a bite of, bite of matzah, you have to check exactly when this man Isra starts, and you have to wake up for an early enough minion so you can come home and have, uh, have some chametz. And, and before that hour comes, before the Isra comes, one should brush his teeth as well. Okay, uh, in the beginning of the sixth hour is the Isra Hanah, around 9.40 to, to 10 o'clock approximately. Um, and before that Zman of Isra Hanah, you want to make sure that all Chametz is out of your Ashut. You want to finish your burning before the Zman Isra Hanah. Okay? Uh, you want to do the Kol Chamiya and be Mavata Belibo, right? Uh, and, and get rid of everything. Now, the next significant hour on Erev Pesach is the beginning of the 10th hour, around 2.30 p.m., depending on the year. And after that point, you shouldn't be eating a mezonot, even matzah balls, okay? Because you want to be able to eat the matzah beteavon. In other words, you're not supposed to be koveya any, any meals. That's the very first mission in Arve Pesachim, right? You're not supposed to koveya a, a, a meal Erev Pesach because in order that you can eat the matzah's mitzvah the teavon. It's mutter to eat vegetables, even meat is mutter, fish is mutter, eggs are mutter, um, but you shouldn't fill yourself in any case. In other words, you should make sure that you, when you finish that meal, you feel hungry, uh, in order, again, to be able to eat uh, matzah le teavon. Another halacha that's relevant to Erev Pesach is tana, the tanit uh, uh, Bechorot. Any, any Bechorim here? Ooh, this is a disproportionate amount of Bechorim. We have rolled Bechorim in, in the room. Something's weird here. All right. What? That just, pretend, that just you know, predicts that it'll be a good future uh, crop of Gush guys, right? In the future. Anyways. Or Migdalos girls. The Makor of Tanit Bechorot is mentioned in, in Masechet Sofrim, and the basic idea is the fact that Paro killed the uh, Bechorim of the Mitzrim and saved the Bechorim of the, of the Jewish people. And the Shulchan Aruch actually brings one day, the Shulchan Aruch says, Yesh Omrim, and it's actually the Sefer Aguda that says it, uh, it's a Talmud of the Ramban, 
um, that it also includes women, female bechorot. Okay, even female bechorot, <coughs> meaning like Batya Bat Paro, who I think was a female bechora. He mentions that as a Yesh Omrim. The Ramah says in the name of Mariel that, that, that Ashkenazim are not knowing like that. So a female Bechora doesn't have to worry about fasting. A father of a Bechor, the meaning is that the father of a Bechor will fast in his place. Okay? Like I have a Bechor until he reached age 13. So I used to, well, we'll get to exactly what, you have, what you're supposed to do, right? Yes, also a coin. Now, wait, no questions. Um, if Erev Pesach happens to be on a Shabbos, so the Tanit Bechorot is on, on Thursday. Anybody who has a headache when he fasts, or has an eye ache when he fasts, is Potter. Because this is one of the most makele um, uh, fasts that there are. Okay, and that's why this is the only fast that we have this minog that if you have a suras mitzvah opportunity, that you're allowed to break your fast for the sake of uh, of suras mitzvah. Um, you know, you might ask why, and the answer is the same minog that says to fast also says that you break a fast when you have a, a, a suras mitzvah. Okay, even lechatchila. One could make such a uh, a siyum even on a seder mishnayot. Some um, yeah. Ramosha Feinstein Zatzal said that you could make a seum even on, on, on one safe in Tanakh, or, or, or any safe of Tanakh, as long as you learned it be'iyun. Okay? One should listen to what the Messiah is saying. In other words, to participate is not enough just to grab food. You have to hear the person be Messiah and to be considered part of the, the, the Siam, and you have to make sure to eat a little bit. There's no shear of how much you want to eat, you just have to be nana, to make a bracha and to be nana. Okay? Um, there are some people that are knowing not to retard or speed up their learning of the Mesechet so that it should fall out exactly in Erev Pesach. Rabbi Vadya safe Zatzal Paskin, that you could be Mekel again on this. And when it comes to Tanit Bechorot, and speed up or slow down your learning of of the Masechet. Now, an, another interesting halacha that I want to try to squeeze in is the Isu Malacha on Erev Pesach after Chatzot. Erev Pesach after Chatzot is like a Yom Tov. It's a Yom of the Yom of the Korban. I'm sure you must have heard the fact that the Torah calls it what? Pesach. Huh? Right, there's, a cha, there's, there's Chaga Pesach and there's Chaga Matzot. And Chaga Pesach is referring really to the day that you bring the Korban Pesach, which is Erev Pesach. And Chaga Matzot is the day that you eat Matzot, which is all the other days of Pesach. Um, and therefore, a person should refrain from doing Melacha Beschar. Okay, in other words, a person shouldn't be paid to do melachon. It's mutter to do the lamitet melachon after chatzot on Erev Pesach. It is mutter, but the person should not be employed to do melachon at that time. Okay? Um, there are those that, that, that won't do what's called a melachon gemura. A melachon gemura is like finishing up a beged, a new beged. Okay, for, for those who crochet kipot. You can't speed up to try to finish a kippah before Pesach uh, once, if it's after uh, uh, Chatzot. Um, 
one shouldn't be doing laundry after chatzot, unless it's mamish, mamish, b'shasat chak. Uh, one shouldn't be taking a haircut after chatzot, unless it's really shasat chak. But generally, malachot are mutter like the halachot of cholamoid. Okay, if a person will lose his job if he doesn't show up to work after chatzot, then it's shasat chak, he's allowed to do it. Okay? Um, if a person finds himself in a situation of hair uh, of haircut and he just needs to do it, so there's some that are make ill if you have a guy do it, preferably Italian because they know how to do haircuts well, um, huh? Um, or to do it yourself. Now, doing your own haircut is tricky. You have to realize when you're looking in the mirror, you have to do the opposite of whatever you see. Okay. Um, but they say that you could you could try to do that. Another piece of advice I would give you on Erev Pesach is to try your best to prepare all the needs of the Seder early in the day. Okay? Because, um, you know, when I, when I grew up in my town, we would always meet, the, the, you know, in the, the first morning of, of, of Yontif and compare what time you finished your Seder, what time you finished your Seder. And Ellie Weber's family always beat us. They were always like, to 30 in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, you until finally, until finally, yes. Until finally one year, it turns out that their trick, the secret trick was it took them like two hours to prepare and get started for the Seder. Okay, now the Shulchan Aruch says, that the, the Shulchan Aruch says specifically, he says specifically that you should be mahat, you should be, you should run home quickly from shul in order to start the Seder right away in order that the children should be awake for the equal part of the Seder. And it's not limited to children. Even adults fall asleep at a certain point. The point is that the earlier you start your Seder, the more of a kiyom you could have in Sipriyasi at Mitzrayim. And it's more important to have to clock more time of the Sipriyasi at Mitzrayim than to necessarily be able to tell your friends that you went to sleep, you know, really, really late. Questions? The person who ended the no, 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 no. It's in Indian. It's mentioned. It's mentioned. You know, in the Gemara. It's mentioned by the Rambam that Kolamarbe. It's actually a Tosefta. Kolamarbe. So here is a Meshubach. It's mentioned even in, even through the night. Yeah. Oh, should you, in other words, make sure to have chametz to burn? There was, there is a rishon that that, that's, that was mentioned by the Rosh, I think, that would even if he didn't own chametz erev Pesach, he purchased chametz in order that he could burn it because he felt it was a kiyum in tashpitu. There is such a thing. Um, it's not necessary, but it is fun. Did you do it? Yes. Um, if you need to take a bus on erev Pesach, you're paying the bus driver to work. No, 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 no. That's not. That's not. That's not a problem. It's not a problem. In other words, anything you would do on Cholamoid, you could do after Chatzot. Okay? Yes, Josh. Uh, you said that uh, for Svarim, they say that the Chorah also has to fast. So, does that mean that for Ashkenazim, since there's no eligible one before the fast, the father always has to fast? No, the father will fast until the kid is 13. No, but if he has the Chorah. Yes, I would imagine, yes. Yes. No. No need. No need. Yes. You said that the Eli um, break the fast with Sudan. So is that a, like would you be able to eat the whole day? Like the whole yes, day? yes, yes. Once you break the fast with Sudan Mitzvah, you can eat the whole day. Why? That's the trick. 
Why? Because that's a minhag. Not meant like why? Why? Why eating the sudam instead of lazu? Why? Why can you? Because that's a minhag. <laughs> that's it. Yes. If it falls in on if that fast falls on Shabbat, you push it forward to Thursday. Okay. Okay. That's all, folks. Have a chag kosher v'sameach, and realize that there's not a steer between kosher and sameach. Okay. What? Oh, my first comment. Oh, let me mention the Start it again. It's rolling. Okay. Let me talk a little about Mechir Chametz. Mechir Chametz is a wonderful invention. It really is a wonderful invention. But realize that I don't have time to go through all the weak points of it. It's it's quite a loophole. In other words, to sell your 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 your, your, your all your whiskey and to sell your 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 pasta, etc., etc., and keep it in your kitchen in your pantry. And, and you're supposed to be able to sell the entire pantry to a guy, it's quite a loophole. The shot of the psukim is, you're supposed to get rid of all the chamis from your shut, and the reason why you're getting rid of it is, ki kol ha'ochel cham, right, mechmetz, right, etc. You're supposed to get it out of your house. So, it's definitely, definitely not what you would see as, you know, in, in, the, in the spirit of the psukim that are said, but technically, if the guy owns it, and he owns that property, it's okay. Now, it was only invented for people who had, who had businesses of beer and whiskey, etc., and that would have been wiped out financially. That's what it was created for. The, 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 the heter that we use is really based mostly on the Bach's heter that, that he created. Um, so, I know many, many fine tzaddikim that sell chametz gomer, okay? Meaning real, real, real chametz. Um, if you don't have... Serious amounts of chametz. In other words, for you guys, something over $100 worth of chametz, I don't think that you should be getting into the business of selling chametz Erev Pesach. That's number one. And, you know, I personally and many, many people are knowing that they make sure they won't have chametz gomer. They don't allow themselves to build up a, a whole, you know, shelf of, of, of whiskeys, etc., etc. We have no whiskeys. Finished. Uh, so there's no Yetzirah to, to, you know, go into this, the whole issue. Uh, my father, all of Shalom, did do a, 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 a heter. He was he was he was somech on the heter mechirat chametz, and it works. But it's something that's preferable when you're older. You want to think about perhaps refraining from from doing it. Um, it might have to do with what you know, how much you enjoy scotch. But in any case, for you yeshiva guys, you're talking about a couple of packets of oatmeal. One year there was a guy that had something like 300 packets of oatmeal. Okay. Okay. But nonetheless, you shouldn't. You should try to consume it all beforehand. And if you have left over, throw it out, give it away. Even if you wanted to do the hetemichir chametz, you couldn't because you don't have baalut. You haven't been. You don't rent the room and you don't own the room, and you have to be able to basically sell that the place where the chametz is together with the chametz of the guy. So you wouldn't be able to do it. You'd have to find somebody else who you know is knowing to sell chametz gamur, bring it to them, give it to them by matana gemura, okay, and, and uh, alleviate your, your problem in such a way. Now, if you're planning on going to chutzlaretz, that it's a third technical problem. Okay? Because um, there's a time differences. And you don't want to end up owning chametz because of the time differences. Okay? So the best thing really is to not accumulate the chametz, and if you have some, you know, a, a, a serious amount of chametz, to give it away to somebody. Yes? You, you said that 
has to, you have to be able to sell the area. Is it because of a Kenyanaga that they're kind of they're buying? No. So they ha- no, not not meeting Kenyanaga, and because you don't want to have it in your rishut. That's how. That's how. If you read the the, the star, that's how the the star is written. That's how they do the the, the sale. Do you want your rishut? So um, if I, I can I potentially make it hefker, like in the coffee room? It's very difficult to make to make something that has a lot of value hefker, and then and then try to go out and, and, and pick it up later. You're trying to put it somewhere, it's on your shirt, and be mafkir, and hope that you'll be able to go back and, 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 and pick it up. I would never be osik in that. If you're not mafkir, believe shalim, you know, you're up a creek. Yes? Cornflakes, cornflakes have in it a flavor, a flavoring called malt. And malt is made out of barley. And I don't know whether in a box of cornflakes you would have a kazite of malt. I doubt it. You probably wouldn't have a kazite, and according to some poskim, as a result, you wouldn't be over and by Rabbi Amatze. I personally would not leave it, I wouldn't leave it in the room. I might sell a box of cornflakes in Mechirat Chametz, because it's not an amount that you should be over and by Rabbi Amatze, but Midiraisa, but Midirabonim for sure, I would not, I would not hold on to, on to, to cornflakes. If, by mistake, you have chametz left over after Pesach. I don't think that there's an Israel. In other words, it does not. It wouldn't be considered chametz all over Pesach. Yes. Is peanut butter chametz? Who? Peanut butter. No. There are some cheapo peanut butters that have starch added to them, and you have to know what kind of starch is added to them. Okay.